beginning of time, with every major shift in culture, God has sent agents of change. Great thinkers emerging from the primordial Dude, it's primordial. Primordial ooze of mediocrity for such a time as this. Freeing the minds of the brainwashed masses. Welcome to the all-new Changing Worldviews podcast with Sharon Hughes. Now, here's Sharon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the world of Changing Worldviews and our weekend God Talk episode of the show where we zero in on the arena of religion, of the church, of faith today. And today I want to address the issue of having hope, like we talked about last time, but hope in the face of persecution. And persecution has many faces. It can be as harsh as we will hear in the story that I'm going to tell in a minute about John Wesley, but also as harsh as it is in other countries today, such as Iran or China or other places where you can be killed for your Christian faith. Persecution can also be right here in America where you're persecuted because of your values, your biblical values, such as we have learned over the last several years, examples such as the baker who his conscience wouldn't allow him to bake a cake for a gay couple and of course faced backlash from the government and court hearings and on and on. And and then, of course, there's things such as what happened during COVID, where some churches felt that they should not close down and not gather together, as the Bible says to do, to not forsake assembling together. And some pastors right here in America even put in jail for doing that. Then, of course, there's the personal persecution that one can have as a Christian, just living your life and wanting to follow the values of Jesus and neighbors or co-workers or others where you live life mock you or criticize you or reject you, etc., etc., What's important about all of this is to get it down deep inside of us that no matter where we live, no matter what country we're in, to stand strong. Some people want to listen. Some people want to hear the good news. Citizen Magazine a couple of years ago had an article entitled Why You Can't Stay Silent and talked about the fact that speaking to a hostile audience can generate controversy or worse, invite a beating, but it also can penetrate the most hardened hearts. And I'm sure that you are familiar with John Wesley and his story, but here's part of his story that I didn't know until I read it recently in Titled The Mob at the Door. On an October afternoon in the year 1743, John Wesley, evangelist and reformer, was working in a friend's home in North England when he heard yelling and cursing outside. Bring out the minister, came a shout from the approaching mob. Wesley opened the door and asked, What do you want from me? We want you to go with us to the justice. And he said, That I will do, and with all my heart. Well, the mob, which numbered several hundred, marched Wesley many miles through a chilling rain, many miles to the magistrate's house, then to another, but not one of the magistrates would arrest him. 
They then met another mob also looking for Wesley, and one strong man rushed for him and swung a heavy club several times. And Wesley said if only one of the blows had landed, it could have saved all further trouble. Well, someone hit him in the chest. He was punched in the mouth, but somehow he spotted a half-open door and groped toward it. It ended up being a local mayor's home, but the mayor pushed him back, fearing the mob. On the doorstep, step, Wesley turned to the throng, to the mob, to the people, and asked if they would listen to him. They cried out, no, no, knock his brains out, done with him, kill him at once. Others wanted to hear him, and so he spoke a while until his voice faltered. The shouting began again, and Wesley started praying aloud. Inexplicably, the man leading the mob, who happened to be a prize fighter, suddenly changed his mind and decided to protect Wesley. Others joined in, and a fist fight broke out among the rioters. But Wesley's newfound protectors got him safely away. Amazed by the incident, Wesley attributed the mob leader's sudden change to God's intervention. So what was it that Wesley did to provoke such anger from two mobs? Well, it turned out it was his social reform efforts that tackled some of the most difficult and controversial issues of his day, such as forced child labor, indentured servitude, slavery, rampant drunkenness, the poor health of the peasant class, prison abuse, and lack of education for the exploited poor. Well, a contemporary French writer explained the heart of Wesley's movement as this, man's love for his fellow man in imitation of God's love for man. And the writer went on to say that Wesley and his reformers, they appeal always and everywhere from the miserable reality to the human conscience. They make one see the man in the criminal, the brother in the Negro. They introduced a new parsonage into the social and political world of aristocratic England, the fellow man. And that fellow man never more will leave the stage. Unquote. Well, not everybody appreciated Wesley's views, at least not at first. And mobs weren't the only ones to express their displeasure. Angry words came from some of England's elite. Yet Wesley's efforts took hold. And so why do I read that? Thank you, Citizen Magazine, by the way. Why did I read that? Well, because... We are seeing an increase of persecution here in America, but not anything like our brothers and sisters in China or Iran or other places that are completely against Christianity face. But what's important about all of this is not only to know currently what's going on so we can pray for those that are suffering persecution around the world, but also to get it down deep inside of us that no matter where we live, no matter what country we're in, to stand strong, as the article was titled, Why You Can't Stay Silent, pointing out the fact that, as with Wesley, some people want to listen, some people want to hear the good news, and sometimes it changes people's minds and hearts. So when we are encountering any kind of persecution, how much more we should be courageous to share the truth, to stand up for the truth, to not be afraid of controversial issues. Whatever God addresses in his word, we can address in our world. 
So today we may not necessarily have the kind of persecution that John Wesley experienced or our brothers and sisters in other countries around the world, but we certainly are seeing our free speech as Christians being challenged and limited or even threats brought. If, for instance, pastors talk about sexual immorality, homosexuality, transgenderism, etc., And remember, the mobs weren't against him just for the gospel. They were against him because of his positions on the cultural issues of the day, speaking to those issues from God's perspective, from his word. So what does this have to do with hope? Well, if faith is the substance of things hoped for, another way to say that faith is being sure of what you hope for, then we can carry that hope. You have to have hope in order to have faith. We can carry that hope and that faith with us in every single situation. What hope am I talking about? The hope that people will listen to the good news. The hope that God will turn and work it all together for good in the lives of those who have rejected him. And the hope that our lives will be making a difference in the day in which we live. Hope. Faith is being sure of what we hope for. What are you hoping for? We hope that our country will turn around and turn back to the Lord. We hope that our family members will turn to the Lord. We hope that the church will become a counterculture like it was in John Wesley's day and not a subculture. We hope that our lives will make a difference, right? All these things that we pray for. Well, I think we can add to our prayer list that we hope to be able to stand when persecution comes our way. We hope that God will give us greater endurance to be able to stand as well. All the traits found in Jesus, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit, of which one of the fruit of the Spirit is endurance. And endurance is not a passive trait. Endurance is standing, standing firm, not giving in, not giving up in the face of difficulty. So I want to encourage myself and I want to encourage you to ask the Lord to prepare us for whatever persecution may come our way or may come to America or whatever country you live in, that he would prepare us so that we will be able to stand and not be scared, right? Prepared, not scared. All right. Well, that's it for this episode here on our weekend edition. And as always, I'd like to close out with a song. And this one, hopefully, will encourage our faith in the day in which we live. And this is by Stephen Curtis Chapman. His strength is perfect. can do all things through Christ who gives me strength but sometimes I wonder what he can do through me no great success to show no glory on my own Yet in my weakness, He is there to let me know His strength is perfect. 
Until I see you next time, this is Sharon Hughes, saying it like it is. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Changing World Views. You can follow Sharon on social media or listen to her on many online platforms. Just go to our website, changingworldviews.com, for all the links. And until next time, stay informed, stay alert, because we are, indeed, living in a changing world. <laughs>